Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's Focus for Friday, April the 7th, 2023 at 9.27 a.m. Central Time. And before I tell you what today's Focus is, you probably noticed the intro was a little different. Typically, I break in in the middle and say... Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's focus. I give you the date, the time, and then I let the rest of the intro play out. Well, that is before things change. When we got the MacBook Pro, I have to now press two buttons to get the microphone to turn off or the microphone to turn on and trying to reduce the volume, hit two buttons, Coming in the middle, it would, by the time I pressed the two buttons, turned on the microphone, reduced the volume. Yeah, I mean, half the intro would already be over. So I know that's going to make that intro a little longer. I, I, I like breaking it up, but, um, yeah, there's, there's, a. Uh, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no simple, there's probably a simple way I could probably take the audio, go to a different program. Use the intro music, record over it the way I typically do, and then upload it and then just hit play on it. But yeah, that's, I'm not going to do all of that for the intro. So hopefully that doesn't bother you too much. I, I think it still works okay. I still love the intro music uh, that we purchased. I think it works out great. It definitely works great for the outro as well. So that is the new way we will do the intro for the today's, uh, today's podcast series, today's focus podcast series. Yeah. Today's podcast series the Today's Focus podcast series. And remember, it was designed first and foremost, where each day I can try to hand you one thing to focus on throughout the day, because I can't speak for you. Life is filled with a million things to keep your focus off, every, to keep your focus completely away from anything spiritual, to completely take your focus off anything spiritual. And then you're worrying about this, focusing on this, focusing on that. So I want to come along each day and say, today's focus is, and then hand it to you. And then you walk away and say, okay, I'm going to think about this all day. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to look this up, discuss it. And then hopefully by the end of the day, you'll be like, wow. I had something to focus on that was spiritual. That's the goal. Now, if you go back and listen to all of the episodes in this series, you can see that I have failed to really produce a podcast series that has accomplished that goal. I mean, I, I don't know. You you can go back and judge. You can probably be like, I don't know if he really knows what he's trying to do. There's been a lot of trying to figure out exactly how to do these episodes, but I hope you at least appreciate I don't know the effort. I don't know. But are you ready? All right. For this Friday, April the 7th, 2023. Today's focus is thou art my portion. Thou art my portion. It comes from Psalm 119, verse 57, where the psalmist is referring to God, thou art my portion. Now, that's an interesting phrase. What exactly does that mean? And how should that impact your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? What does it mean that God is our portion? The psalmist at least acknowledges God as his portion. This is how the entire verse reads. Psalm 119, verse 57. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that, I have said that I would keep 
thy words. So let me read both parts again. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. So today, your focus is to figure out what does it mean that God is our portion, or at least what did it mean for the psalmist to say God is his portion, and what did that have to do? Did it have anything to do with the fact that he said, I said that I would keep thy words? What was it about God being his portion that the psalmist then said, I I said I would keep thy words? Now, if we look this up in all the English translations, if we look this up, and I'm just going to... I always like to walk everyone through the process. I'm just going to open up Google. I'm just going to open up Google here. And I'm just going to type in Psalm 119.57. I'm going to hit search. And then the, where is the third entry on Google is BibleHub.com. And it's going to give me all the English translations. So let's just see what, now, this is interesting, right? Here we go. The New International Version says, You are my portion, Lord. I have promised to obey your words. Right? Is there a correlation between God being his portion and his promise to obey? Is it, or are they just completely separate? Uh, you, you You can tell me what you think. Now, the New Living Translation says this, Lord, you are mine. I promise to obey your words. You are mine. Now, do, do you do do you like that phrase? I don't know if I like that translation. You are my portion. I like. I think that's a little bit easier to handle than you are mine. I don't know. Dude, maybe it's saying the same thing. What, what what do you think? What do you think? Another translation, ESV. The Lord is my portion. I promise to keep your words. Berean Standard Bible. The Lord is my portion. King James. Thou art my portion. New King James, you are my portion. New American Standard, you, the Lord is my por- portion. New American Standard 1995, the Lord is my portion. New American Standard 1977, the Lord is my portion. Legacy Standard, Yahweh is my portion. Amplified, the Lord is my portion. Christian Standard, the Lord is my por- portion. Uh, almost all of them say... Um, Well, the Aramaic Bible in plain English says, in the volume of Lord Jehovah, I have meditated that I would keep your commandments. That is interesting. That is completely crazy. Uh, the Septuagint translation, thou art my portion. Contemporary ESV, you, Lord, are my choice. That's a different translation. Uh, the ES, the uh, ERV, the English Revised, the Lord is my portion. Now, the good God's word translation says, you are my inheritance. Now, that is interesting. Uh, I don't remember which day it was, but I think we did a Today's Focus where we I mentioned that we need to do a study of what it means that, you know, God is our inheritance or that we have an inheritance. What is our inheritance as Christians? Because we are Christians, we have an inheritance. Is God my inheritance? Are there other things related to that? So I, I think that there's a lot there to consider. But what does it mean that the Lord is my portion? Thou art my portion. Now, to continue, just trying to get you something to think about, let me turn here to a devotion that was written in 1842. 1842, James Smith wrote an 
a devotional entitled The Believer's Companion in Seasons of Affliction and Trouble. The Believer's Companion in Seasons of Affliction and Trouble. And he did a devotion entitled My Portion! Exclamation mark. My Portion! Saying it with a little bit of emphasis. So once again, today's focus, what does it mean that God is, well, the psalmist portion? What does it mean that he's our portion? Can we even say, is it something just the psalmist could say, or can we say it? And does it have anything to do with his almost promise, his his saying that he's going to obey the scriptures? In this devotion, James Smith states it this way. You are my portion, O Lord. Psalm 119.57, this is the language, this is what James Smith says, again, in 1842, this is the language of every Christian's heart and life. The generality of the Lord's family are poor in this world. They have no portion of an earthly kind. He who has God for his portion must not expect much besides. Now, this is interesting. So he's saying, okay, look, in this life, that as a Christian, we have um, no portion of the earthly kind. We have the no, we no portion of the earthly kind. So when we have God for our portion, we shouldn't expect much else. That if we have God as our portion, we shouldn't expect much else. The Lord is enough to make them happy in the absence of all things besides. But nothing can make the spiritual mind happy in his absence. No, that's, that's, I don't know. I I wish this was true, but I can't, I don't know if it's true. Is the Lord truly enough to make you happy in the absence of all things? If you've got God as your portion, you're, you're completely happy. No, even if you lose everything, like just think about it right now today, you lose everything, your house, your family everything, friends, your health, your money, everything. You left basically with nothing other than God is your portion. Would you truly be happy? And, and, and should we, is, is that going too far? I know Christians love to, to put that kind of idea inside praise songs or, or, or different kinds of songs. And I think we like to, I think we like to romanticize how it would be that if I lost everything, Jesus is all I need. Jesus is, but I don't know if it's even remotely true. And then it says, but nothing can make the spiritual mind happy in his absence. That if we don't have God, that if he's not our portion, we could never be happy. Those are some big claims. He goes on to say this. That's again, this is from James, James Smith, 1842. I quote, he is the sun which enlightens, enlivens, and quickens them. He is the shield which guards, protects, and preserves them. He is the bread which sustains, strengths, and revives them. He is all they want, and without him, they have nothing. They are often surprised when providence strips them and they are left as Job was, naked, friendless, poor, and destitute. But this is just the Lord bringing them to the test. They had said, you are my portion, O Lord. Whereas it is now, it is now evident that they reckon those things of which God has stripped them as a part of their portion. 
They considered them as necessary, whereas, however, much they may add to our outward comfort, they are not absolutely essential to our well-being. So he's saying sometimes what God does is strips that we can say, we can confess, the Lord is my portion. We, We can say that. And then all around us is all of these other things. But what sometimes God strips us of all of those things to test us. Now, again, I, I, we always like to speak and try to determine what God is or isn't doing. I think we always have to be careful. I think that was the problem with Job's friends is they thought they could understand what God was doing. I never, whenever anything happens in someone's life, the last thing I want to say is try to tell them what God is or isn't doing. Because the one thing I know is unless God tells me what he's doing specifically in his word, anything else is mere speculation and guessing. And I'm never going to do that. But all right. It goes on to say the Lord is an all-sufficient portion. He who possesses the Lord may say as Jacob to Esau, take the present, my brother, seeing I have all things. The Lord is an all-comprehensive portion. All things are in him, from him, by him, and for him. While he is rich, how can we be poor? While he is able, how can we be left to want? While he is love, how can we be miserable? Is God your portion? If so, your light afflictions are but for a moment, and they will work out for you a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. All your trials are mercies. Every cross is a real blessing. God is dealing with you as with a child, which he loves tenderly. He is now in his affli- he is now in this affliction doing you good with his whole heart and with his whole soul. Oh believe that God, your God is love. He declares it in his word, proves it in all his dealings and will fully reveal it to your soul's eternal satisfaction in heaven. Take up your home then in your God. Make him the subject of your meditation, the center of your joy, the object of your love your soul-satisfying portion. So shall you sing at the last, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73, 26. Psalm 73, 26. So today I want you to take Psalm 119.57, you are my portion. I want you to take Psalm 73, 26, where we read, I quote, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I want us today to think. I want you today to meditate. I want you today to contemplate the reality of God being our portion. What exactly does that mean? And how should that impact the rest of this Friday, April the 7th? How should it impact Saturday, April the 8th? How should it impact Sunday, April the 9th? Or is it just some, it's it's theoretical. There are so many things that sometimes in the Bible... I think we, that, that we, we never take them off the shelf. They're all these, these, they're these lofty theoretical ideas. We know them. We, we may confess it. We may profess our faith or belief in it, but it never, we never can really get it off the shelf and into our lives. 
The Lord is my portion. What do you think that means today? What do you think that that should mean for you tomorrow? I'd love to get your thoughts. Email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I know someone's going to email me going, you did, or someone's going to email me and say, you didn't even look up the Hebrew word. I know I didn't. I want you to do that. How is it translated? I'm giving, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to place this before you. Remember today's focus it's not about me doing it all for you. It's about getting you actually involved. Same thing we do with the Bible study exercise. Today, what does it mean that God is our portion? What does that mean? Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I definitely would love for you to tell me what you think and what you discover. Today's focus. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. That is your today's focus for Friday, April the 7th, 2023.